0: Hey guys, this is Steve Rosenthal from Powertown Wrestling, originally with Remco Toys back in the 80s. And I am really excited. I've been looking forward to getting together with Jared and Jimmy on giving me back my pro wrestling. I hope you guys enjoy what I've got to say as much as I enjoy sharing. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: and gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling i'm dean hill see you in ringside
2: Welcome to the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling Podcast. And today, we've got a very special guest, Mr. Steve Rosenthal from Powertown Wrestling, formerly Remco Toys. From Remco. And the cool thing is, is I've got the Plastic Chic with me in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Say hello to the listeners, Plastic
1: Chic. Hey, everybody. How you doing?
2: So, yeah. What's cool is I'm actually staying at the Plastic Chic. Casa de Chic. Yeah, Casa de Chic. Getting to stay here, visiting with family. While we're in town, I've got my son Cash with me, Michelle, getting to see his family. It's been nice to be together. And today, of course, we've got an interview with Mr. Steve Rosenthal from Rimco Toys and Powertown Wrestling. Just talk a little bit, Jared, about the thoughts of
1: this interview and how cool that is. Well, we've had this in the pipeline for a while, and it's just so cool that it's finally happening today. Steve is going to be an amazing interview. I know from interviews I've heard with him before, he's a talker. So, I mean, he's going to give you uh, 100% on everything he's he does when he's talking about his time in the toy business, from Remco to now his startup with PowerTown. It, it's he's doing amazing work, and I think uh, if everything goes as planned, it's going to be an amazing time for wrestling figure collectibles. Oh yeah, absolutely,
2: and and more and more down the pipeline. I think everything I see from them is just top notch. I mean, they took out Ted DiBiase because of a Legends contract dispute, and replaced him with probably, arguably, the one figure that I might actually buy would be the Bruiser Bro. Brody figure, I mean, a start like that has got to say something, you know, for a company, for sure.
1: Yeah, Bruiser Brody is gonna be an amazing figure. I've seen the head sculpts and everything like that on their Facebook page, and he's got the, you know, the Hamburger meat like forehead that uh, Bruiser Brody had from so many years in those battles he had with Abdullah the Butcher and other people. So it's it's going to be amazing,
2: and I agree. Just can't wait to see that. You know, the one thing that I will say is I honestly am just excited for more. Wrestling stuff, you know. I, I I guess the way it looks to me is the more wrestling stuff that's out there means better and more awesome stuff for us. So, you know, with that being said, now we are down one host today, but I want to make the official announcement that officially the plastic sheet has been moved up to the big leagues. So we are now announcing that Jared, the Plastic Chic, is going to be a full host. No longer just going to be relegated to the segments of the action figure and stuff. Of course, if you can't make it to an episode, that's fine. There's always the free bird rule, but welcome to the big league, Chic. Oh, thanks. Uh,
1: you know, it means a lot. I have had a great time and just doing the, the Plastic chic figure segments in the past, but I'm, I'm honored and happy to do, uh, you know, more full-time stuff with uh, the interviews and uh, discussions we have, so it's, it's it's a great time, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome, and I'm glad to have my brother active in something that I'm getting to do too. So you're always going to hear more wrestling and more, you know, thoughts on wrestling, especially uh, from the old days and beyond. But I guess with that being said, you want to get Steve on the phone here?
1: Yeah, let's get him on.
2: All right, sounds good. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages
1: team
0: extravaganza let the battle royale begin looks like hawk is about to drop in on the fabulous ones Uh oh the baron's after the animal but
2: the animal has other (laughs) plans. well you look at this rick martell is throwing steve kern right out of the ring oh my and the hawk has Stan Lane all tied up and he's
1: mad the battle royale Place that comes complete with six figures referee and official
0: wrestling ring from remco
1: hey guys this is wolfie d from pg
2: 13 check out my podcast live and in color with wolfie d every monday at noon we're talking memphis we're talking ecw wcw wwf everywhere that i've been we even have some great
1: guests some hall of famers on the show with us every monday live and in color with wolfie d
2: can figure all right everyone welcome back to the give me back my pro wrestling podcast and today we have the co-founder and managing partner of powertown and honestly one of the coolest guys in the business mr steve rosenthal steve thank you so much for coming on the show today
0: hey it's my pleasure and thank you for that introduction i'll make sure i tell what she got my Casey what you said thank so. you that's <laughs> excellent
2: well we've got to figure out how to get jared one of those action figures one of these days so
0: that's not that will i'll tell you this up front nobody sheik is uh he's part of the power town roster he's living in hawaii he's doing oh, well and uh i promise you we will get you one of his figures as soon as uh as soon as it's up and running.
2: Well, that's very that's exciting. Awesome. So, so basically, to start off, Steve, I want to talk a little bit about Rimco. So, Rimco, sure. obviously, my brother and I, he and I, were so fulfilled by having Rimco in our life. Just to run down a few things. So, basically, Rimco was founded by two cousins, Isaac Heller and Saul Robbins. The name Rimco came from two words uh-huh. put together: remote control. And it was originally located in Newark, New Jersey, right, Steve? It, the
0: original. Original Remco, uh, which was founded by the two cousins, Saul Robbins, who I knew, who lived around a corner from my cousin in, in West Orange, New Jersey, was founded uh, in York. Their factory was in Harrison. And I'll let you take it from there.
2: Where were you introduced to those
0: guys? And what was your start in the toy business? Yeah, well, I actually uh, I actually started with Ideal Toys. First product. First action figure product I ever worked on was Evil Canibal back in oh, uh, awesome. the seventies. Okay. Yeah, thirty four oh seven, hottest yeah. item I ever sold in my entire life. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, I was only there for two years. Uh, I basically uh, went through Ideal. I uh, left kind of after uh, he jumped Snake River Canyon and was recruited by Remco. But let right. me try to correct a little bit about the history of Remco. Remco okay. was one of the premier toy companies back in the fifties, sixties. Uh, and you know, early 70s, two gentlemen by the name of Marvin Azrak and Ezra Hamway owned a company called AHI, which was Azrak Hamway uh, International. Uh, what they did is they recruited guys like myself and others who uh, had a background in TV promoted goods. And the concept was to introduce product into the marketplace with the purpose of promoting them on TV. But like myself, I thought Azraq Havaway was uh, some kind of something that they had to take an aspirin for for it to go away. I had never heard of Azraq <laughs> So we we made a decision because Remco basically went into receivership uh, and was pretty much owned by the banks. So for $25,000, uh, we bought the uh, the IP, the trademark, the copyright of Remco, and it became a <coughs> kind of a DBA, you know, doing business as for Azraq Hamoy International. Azraq Hamway International was kind of a rack toy company. Mm-hmm. Uh they were but they were very, very heavy into licensing. But they did things like, you know, parachutes, you know, water guns, you know, all of that kind of stuff you find on a rack or on a right. wall in Toys r us when you walked into the left hand side. So when we came in, uh we started, we stayed with everything that was basic in Azra Tamway. We stayed with uh, all the licensed merchandise, but we started introducing radio control merchandise and some more higher priced goods. And it was um, in the, uh, I don't remember what, we we did like the magic hat. We did, we did, um, we did one item that had to do with earthquake tower, we called it. I mean, and these were great items. Okay. And then we also did We also did, uh, McDonald land figures. Uh, but after that, as the company started to grow and we ended up becoming the largest privately owned toy company in the industry, it was really in the eighties when we really started to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on TV. Right. And, uh, we had a lot of success from 80 to 84. And throughout that time, I started to become a wrestling fan along with my boys and uh, in like, I guess it was 85, 84, uh, I, we were just sitting on the couch and I think we were watching, uh, I think we were watching the W, or it could have been WCW, but we, I know it was NWO. I mean, we were really into WWE, you know, everything that uh, the NWA was doing, Crockett, the whole thing. Sure. And I looked, at, I looked at my boys and I said, you know, these guys are, these are real life superheroes. Yeah. And uh, I was not one to sit back on any of my past successes. The next morning, uh, as God is my witness, uh, I called up Vince McMahon and I told I told him who I was. I told him what he wanted to do. He said, when do you want to get together? I was up there within uh, an hour and a half. He was he was in Stanford, Connecticut. He had a very, very, very small office. It was just him and Linda and no no receptionist. Uh, I walked in, Vince comes out. He was a young man. I walked in, Vince comes out, you know, and, you know, we shook hands. I learned later what that handshake made, meant, but that was, that's a whole other story. But uh, <laughs> so we go in, we sit down, I tell him what I wanted to do. He was absolutely, incredibly excited. And we started the process of, uh, I gave him a check for 25000 We had not even signed an agreement. And that's how eager I was to make sure I had the license locked up. But remember, right. I didn't have a written agreement, right. so uh, we started development. And the first figure that we developed, of course, was was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and uh, we actually somewhere in this world, uh, the Holy Grail of that clay sculpture still exists. I don't know where it is. It was <laughs> the first. It was the first wrestling figure that was, other than things that were coming out of Japan, but right. Uh, right. It, it was the first real uh submission start uh iteration whatever you want to call it of an action figure and somewhere in this world it's probably over our, in our fact in our old factories overseas that figure still exists vince saw it uh we started making changes and just as we were getting to the final approval and going through the uh you know the phase of negotiating it was really just legalese because we had agreed to the percentages and the money Right. I was sitting, uh, I came in, and I was sitting in the conference room. It was really Linda, Linda and Vince shared an office, and it was a conference room. And Vince walks in, and he throws a, ca- a Galoob catalog on the uh, conference room table, and he says, right. do you know these guys? And I said, well, David Galoob is a very, very dear friend of mine. It was a small industry then. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, we, right. even though, you know, I mean, it's a you know, $30 billion industry. Everybody knew each other. And uh, as soon as he threw the catalog on the table, I said, oh, we got a problem. So uh, sure enough, about a week later, we got a letter that he was uh, not going to be moving forward with us. I said Galoob offered him $50,000. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and eventually, of course, he, you know, he blew off Galoob and he ended up going with uh, Jackie Friedman, who also is a dear friend. and should rest in peace. And, uh, you know, LJN got, got the license. So being one that did not take uh, no very easily, I said there, you know, I mean, I didn't know a lot about the wrestling business, but I knew enough to know that it was still regional, still broken up. Vince controlled New York and, you know, this guy, you know, the Von Eric's controlled Texas and so on and so on or the Southwest. Right. Right. But uh, my due diligence led me to Vern Gagne and I called Vern up on the phone. I was totally transparent with uh, what had taken place and what I wanted to do. I flew out the next day and I met with, uh, with both Greg and Vern. And uh, when I left Minneapolis the next day, we had a deal. And when Vern shook your hand, you knew, you knew everything was, he was, you know, I mean, you know, he obviously, I lost a dear friend when he passed away and uh, he was just, he was a, he and his son, his entire family. It was just right. a, it was just a fantastic relationship. So what we did is, um, to take it through the, the entire story. I knew I had to get out there pretty quick because yeah. I knew that LJN, I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Was it going to be articulated? What were the sizes, you know, scale meant nothing to them. So, um, I had introduced the line through DC comics, uh, yes. called, called Warlords. Right. Yes. And love it. Right. yes. Yeah. And. Uh, well, the Warlords became the wrestlers. I mean, I did nothing uh, right. other than soft goods. You know, I, I mean, I left their, their, I guess, their gauntlets or their bracelets on. They had the same boots that they wore back in uh, 1000 BC. Sure. And all I did was change heads, yeah. uh, you know, vinyl heads. Weren't the greatest, uh, they weren't the greatest sculpts in the world. I disagree, um, but I though, Steve. I think they were good, man. <laughs> Compare yeah, to the well, ancient yeah, sculpts. I mean, seriously. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, much better, but it, it it got me into the marketplace before anyone, and right. uh, we we had the first. You know, I mean, I there are, people debate it, and sometimes you see things on Wikipedia. I mean, Remco were was the first manufacturer to have merchandise at retail. You know, yes. as a wrestler, um, right. you know, utilizing the AWA, and a lot of the guys that you know, well, not a lot of the guys i mean if it wasn't for verne vince would never have had a lot of the talent that he had because i mean i met terry Balea, totally. you know be- totally. before yeah. he was even hulk hogan right. um and you know having spent so much time over the last uh 10 months with greg i wasn't aware um you know how much of the talent <laughs> from the awa was swept oh, yeah. away by vince and it was all oh. about money and right. it was all right. money you know and right. uh had Vern, you know, had Vern had that type of money to back him, I think that the AWA would, would still be in existence. And who knows, you know, may have bought the WWE. But anyway, you know, we shipped our first uh six or eight figures. The response was was unbelievable. And I and I I don't know, I think we had maybe upwards of I don't know, fifty to seventy figures that we finally got in the marketplace. And it, it was extremely successful. We did uh You know we did the battle royale we went on tv with that um we were the first guys to do tag tag teams grudge matches i mean the last the the last series i did was uh was matt mania and uh matt mania we had we had nord the barbarian in there just went for $2,500 on ebay now i mean that's really what happened is that's kind of what put me back in the business because uh uh, and by the way, you know, from historically, you know, my, in my career, you know, after that I did, I mean, I did a lot of other stuff. I did Karate Kid and things like that. But um, oh, yeah. I, I stayed at Remco till about 1995 and then I went over to, uh, to uh, Empire as senior vice president of uh, of marketing there and then opened up my own business in the late nineties with a buddy of mine uh, who you should also get on. <laughs> His okay. name is Don Robin. His yeah. name is Don Robbins. I don't know if you know who Don is but don my dearest friend in the world he's my partner and don in the he was the action figure buyer for toys r us from the late 70s through the 80s he was the guy that uh yeah he i mean i mean (laughs) he was the guy who did the uh when star wars was introduced the empty packages, you know, with just a little coupon in it. Oh yeah. He bought, totally. yeah, he bought, yeah. he bought a million, he bought a million five hundred thousand of them. You know, obviously sold every one, but he's an interesting <laughs> guy. And he, you know, I mean, I'm an action figure guy out, you know, I'm a marketing guy. Donnie was the buyer. And okay. of course, that's how we became, that's how we became friendly. But, um, but well, anyway, we'll having get, said that. We'll get his information from
2: you and, and definitely have him on. He sounds like a great guest. Absolutely. Oh yeah. He, so. and
0: he, you know, Donnie is not as uh uh i i you know i mean i'm never at a loss for words Donnie's a little quieter so <laughs> sometimes you gotta pull a couple of things out of him but uh you know he he, he would absolutely be a great guest yeah. so um you know this whole wrestling thing you know i mean i'm happy to say that what it did was you know we were the guy this whole billion dollar uh act wrestling action figure sector of the toy toy market you know i'm proud to say i you know i uh i I had something to do with, and I look back at it now. I can't even believe what happened. It's never gone away. Uh, yeah. It gets bigger and bigger every year. The collector market has absolutely exploded. Um, right. Had we had we had more time, we would have been at the uh, San Diego Comic Con with, uh, uh, with with Power Town. We are going to be at New York Comic Con. I haven't even announced that yet. Uh, but uh, awesome. it's just been it's been incredible, and I'm I'm getting. I mean what happened at san diego comic-con and wrestling you know is just it's beyond belief everything right. new the ex- the exclusives the and of course um you got guys like patel that are doing retros which right is, you know are, they're remcos that's what they're they are 100 percent you know, they're, they're, remcos. they're yeah. remcos and you know that that's how i got into back into the industry i was retired sold my business in 2018 uh and uh my son found a uh, a Facebook page called AWA Remco, the the yeah. figures, and uh, I just are you really okay? So, yes. Yes. so you know T, T.K. Kelly, uh, who is the administrator, you know has become a friend, and sure. uh, he um, yeah I I didn't I didn't sign up initially because I said well you know if I tell him who I am and what I did you know am I going to get in, inundated with questions and all this kind of stuff? But I right. did join. I did get in on dating uh, and, and I had a ball, <laughs> but I also realized that there is definitely something here. Yeah, so right. Uh, right. I called up Greg and, you know, I'm bouncing now over to Powertown and, you know, I don't want to stop you guys from asking questions, but, uh, you know, no, whatever you want. To in- no, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. go ahead. Tell yeah. your story. So, yeah. so uh, I called up Greg. Hadn't spoken to Greg in quite a while. I don't think I had seen him since his dad's funeral when it flew out to Minneapolis. But um, uh, I spoke to Greg. I told him what was going on. And they said, uh, all, what do you want to do? I said, do you think you could get, you know, X, Y, and Z? A lot of the guys that we did, the Baron Von Raschke, you know, who we do have. He is, you know, we got most of those guys we have. You know, and unfortunately, well, Baron is still with us. But, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of our roster, not a lot, maybe 30 40%. Um, is, uh, well, it is a lot as I look at it. A lot of them are deceased. So, you know, we're we're dealing with uh, the estates. uh, We're dealing, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the widows who have been absolutely, uh, I mean, the Charlie Fez, who's, you know, the widow of uh, Lou and uh, uh, Bob Goodish, who's, you know, the widow of Bruiser Brody, who we just announced last week. They've been absolutely fantastic. And they're great storytellers. Those are great interviews, trust me. Yeah. And uh so Greg and I went out we started. I said, "Look, here's what we'll do. You know, I, I want to keep playing golf. I don't want to make this a full-time job because i play golf. you know, I did play golf every day." And I said, "Let's go get six guys, and we'll do a Kickstarter, and we'll we'll make ourselves, you know, you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars each because that's what I felt to get generated based on my projections. And that's the end of it. So Greg yeah. goes out, he starts making phone calls, he comes back and he says, "Well, I had six, and, but now I got 12. And I said, okay, so we'll do 12. Then he calls me back the next week. He says, well, I got 24. And um, we are now up. We're over, we have over 200 wrestlers, all That's of amazing. which are, uh, yeah, there. really is. And, you know, it's all, it's all talent that, uh, you know, most people have heard of. You know, we, I mean, yes, we do have, uh, you know, the dance entertainment, or as they used to be known as, as jobbers, because there's a story there. And as, as, as an example, um, we saw, you know, when I hear certain things and, you know, like I talked to, you know, I, just before you called, I was on the phone with, uh, with TA with Magnum and, um, oh, he's a great guy. By the way, if you want to get Greg or, uh, Magnum on, I mean, I'd be happy to set it up. They're both, you know, Greg is his stories are just, they'll just blow you away. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. He does an impression of, that's not a problem. I can set that up. So. Um, you know, and I, and I bounce off these guys. You know, well, what do you think? You know, does this make sense? Is it is he is he a, a C player or deep player? But if there's a story there, like uh, again, there's this this take, the multis. Remember the you know the Mulkies? oh absolutely yeah.
2: that's right. our area. Okay. So.
0: <laughs> okay, well there you go. You know, I heard about them, and I said, well, if you got a guy like Goldberg who won however many matches he won in a row, what about the guys who lost the most? Absolutely. And, uh, mm-hmm. So we saw, we signed the monkeys. We also have uh, George South, who was part of the uh, the tank team that uh, was the, the first tank team that the monkeys ever. Beat. Uh, right. Beat. Right. And yeah. you know we'll we'll do a four pack of those guys. And will we sell ten thousand of each? Probably not. But we'll do all the we'll, we'll do all the right things. And right. we've got so many guys that have stories. Uh, well, we're not doing anybody who doesn't have a story. Okay. Of and of course, most important, none of the figures, uh, that we will introduce in the marketplace, uh, will be an iteration of anything that's been done before. So uh, we don't, you know, I mean, you know, we have, the, we have the option to do a, a, Randy Savage, uh, you know, we have the, you know, Andre, the giant guys like that, but they've been done a million times. Sure. You know, I sure. mean, right. and not sure. that, not that they're not going to sell, but that's not our business model. And, uh, you know, I mean, like we were going to do Stan Hansen with Ted DiBiase, Mm -hmm. but uh, there was, you know, there was a a conflict there with Ted and his legends contract and worked out great for us because Bruiser, I mean, has just been overwhelmingly received over the last week or so. But the reason we were going to do DiBiase and and Hansen is because they had never been done as a tag team. Uh, right. DBRC was done a million times as the million-dollar man. And right. the, last, good, the last thing we wanted to do was the million-dollar man. Again. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, you know, we're going to be making some major uh, announcements again next week. We're going to be announcing uh, when our pre-orders are going to go up. We're going to be announcing the price point. Uh, we pretty much have told everybody we're doing seven-inch scale. And the, the whole scale thing is kind of – everybody has a different opinion as to what the scale is uh, <laughs> yeah, our like seven-inch scale is going to be very, very close to what AEW or Jazzwares and Mattel is doing. The differences, right. the differences, and we will be posting probably next week. I just approved it today. We will actually have a chart out there which will show the difference in our sizes, and uh, each one of our figures will have its own tool. We are not going to be borrowing bodies uh, from, you know, other figures, uh, each one of, even if it's a millimeter difference, they will be different in size, which is not, uh, not to say that the other guys aren't doing it, but, um, well we we're being told by collectors that, you know, they are, they are utilizing different, you know, the same tools back and forth and a guy who may be six, seven, uh, you know, um, is the same size as a guy who may be six, five in our case, that's not going to, it's not going to be that way. The realism, right. uh, and, and by the way, also the, uh, our, the guy is doing our sculpting, this guy named Andy Frank, he comes out of Todd McFarland, and he is, uh, oh, a lot of the kudos really go to this guy, because Andy has done just a, you know, we get all these compliments, but the figure's great, this, that, and the other thing. And he's the guy, he, he just, uh, he, he's just fantastic. So anyway, that's kind of my story, that's where we yeah. stand. We have, uh, like I said, multiple new series that we're going to introduce. Uh, we'll, we also have some, some surprises that will be coming up that we will probably announce at New York Comic Con, uh, major announcements. And uh, so, you know, that brings you kind of up to date.
2: That's awesome. I mean, Steve, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing all of that in such a great and succinct order. So now we're going to bombard you with some of our questions here. So take your time. One of my questions that I've always been curious about, you know, as a kid, the Rimco figures were everything. My brother and I, who is my co-host Jared, he actually right. our first action figures were the Road Warriors two pack. Right, that was just somebody our aunt bought those for us. So those figures are very precious to us. As far as that goes, you know. Road Warriors, Ric Flair, Jimmy Garvin. I know there was a lot of bleed over from the AWA to Crockett. Was there ever any discussion with Crockett of possibly going in that direction, or was it essentially WWF didn't work? Okay, AWA's next. Is that just kind of, and that's where you stopped, or was there ever talks of possibly doing Crockett as well? Well,
0: we did do um, we did do a Flair figure. Um, right. If you can right. find one, that's terrific. I remember. Uh, you know, and there's a couple of stories there with the Road Warriors and, and Rick. Uh, you know, I, I was every day I was asking if we can get Rick. So he sends me to a nightclub in, uh, on yeah. Hudson Street in New York to meet Flair. Yeah. And, you know, Flair, he's a partier. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, well, I, you know, it's the first time I ever mit, met Rick. So I go inside and he's, he's dancing on a dance floor. <laughs> with some chick. I don't know I don't know who she was. And I don't think I don't think he knows who she was. But uh, <laughs> imagine that so you know, he asked me to wait a minute and he uh you know, we go out and buy him a drink. And he called he very polite guy. Uh, you know, he called me Sir. You know, we're probably well, he's a little bit younger than me and he's getting in the ring this weekend. Sure. And so anyway, I uh, hope he comes out of the ring, okay. But uh so you know, he's calling me Sir, he was very, very polite. And when I walked out of there, we had a deal a deal a deal on flair. And um, now I cross over to the, you know, to the Road Warriors, and it's the same thing. Uh, the Road wa- the Road Warriors, you know, pretty much started and got their start, you know, with Vern. Oh, of course, yeah. Paul Ellering, who's a uh, Paul Ellering, who's a friend, you know, lived in uh, in Minnesota, and uh, so Vern says, "Well, here's what you got to do. I, now, Rick Flair is one thing, okay. Adam and Hawk meeting with them—that's a whole other thing." Oh, you know, well, sure. I mean that that that's totally fright time. So I <laughs> so I said I said to Vern I said first of all I want to meet in a in a public place during the day. So he says uh, so he says I'll tell you what we're wrestling at Brendan Byrne Arena in New Jersey where I live, and I says you'll come to the event uh, the night before I'll get you backstage I'll introduce you to him and see if you can set up a meeting. So I came to the event and I accidentally walked in when I knocked on their dressing room door. I actually, I accidentally, well, the timing could not have been worse. I knocked on the door when Vern and the boys, the three of them were planning or, you know, they're into their KFAB thing and they were, you know, they were, they were finalizing what was going to happen, you know, about uh, 15, 20 minutes later. And if looks could kill, I thought talk was going to kill me. So (laughs) uh, now I got to go back after the event and ask if I can meet with the guys the following morning. So uh, I said, you know, I think I'll ask Ellery. I don't think I'm going to ask the other two guys. (laughs) So uh, Paul could not have been nicer. We met the following morning at the Sheraton in uh, the Caucus, which is right by Brendan Byrne, Rutherford, actually. And I come in, and uh, the boys, and Hawk, they're sitting on one side. He couldn't even fit in the booth. Uh, And uh, Paul is with me, and I'm sitting over there. And I start to go into my pitch, and Paul says, I'll tell you what, we're very interested that there's only one thing that matters, and he's got it. And I swear you, I mean, this is a story. He's got a he's got a uh, attache case, okay. And he opens up the attache oh. case, and it's all full of money and oh, cash. Man. You know whether that's how they were paid. You know, I never asked Vern. I just I don't even want didn't want to repeat it until I sure. started doing these interviews with last. And uh, I said, so uh, what are we talking? And they were they, they were looking for fifty grand. And uh, so I said, you got a deal. And of course, you know, that's how I, you know, that's how I got the Road Warriors. Um, We never really um, did anything with, you know, Crockett. Although I will tell you this, we now have a deal with Billy, with Billy Corgan, which uh, we really, yeah, we have a deal. And Billy, Billy, um, you know, when he's not in his uh, pumpkins phase and he starts (laughs) talking wrestling, I mean, he is all into this, you know, old school. He's really, oh, yeah. really into old school. You'll you'll see that our belts, as an example, um, uh, our, you know, the, it's actually the NWA belt. Uh, right. You know, we don't have to. And by the way, I'll tell you this without going into anything more in depth. Every one of our belts would be authentic. It's yeah. no more of this, you know, you got to scribble this out or you got to scribble that out. You know, because we, you know, we do have a, that's another big announcement. It's coming down the line. Authenticity is really, really, really important to us, especially with, uh, you know, with these pioneers, these greats, you know, these legends. I mean, even, I, even my partner TA told me that you got to get, somehow we put a part in the middle of his, you know, in his hair. They said, yeah. I said, I never had a part. I said, <laughs> well, well, we'll leave it at, we'll leave that one as a variant. We'll make a running change. So, um, you know, we really, uh. You know, to answer your question, no, we never really got involved with Crocodile. We did get some talent, uh, sure. because Vern. You know I, what? What I also learned is that uh, his son Greg is as well loved as, as and respected as his dad is. Right. Uh Right. Greg is he's a sweetheart. STA is, but uh, I mean, the, the people that he was able to get it like, like how we ever got in touch with uh, uh, the Sheik. You know, uh, is um. You know, we found him in Hawaii. He immediately called Greg back, and, you know, within five minutes we had him signed. So, uh, is that, by the way, is that the sheik you were talking about or the sheik in the WWE?
2: Well, no, what's funny is my brother, so my brother is my co host, Jared, and we call him the plastic sheik because he's our action figure (laughs) expert. So okay. so, basically, we we take it from people like Sheikh Adnan and Skandar and and Iron Sheik. You know, it just kind of our our other co-host Dan, who couldn't make it today, created that name for him. He's a nickname guy, so that's why we call him the Plastic Sheik. <laughs>
0: sounds like sounds like a great name for an action figure. So we'll yeah, have to there you go. I wrote that down. So <laughs> I love you'll it. be you'll be. We're going to announce. We're going to start announcing our roster. Uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I mean, a lo- lot of our competition, you know, got a little frustrated because uh, you know every time they picked up the phone to try to sign somebody, you know, we've got these contracts with, uh, you know, with, with our talent. And there was some questions which you may, you guys may have heard that, you know, uh, that Matt Cardone and the boys that they were bringing up about the exclusivity. I don't know if you read that or heard about that or because yeah, we, heard we heard good of you. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we did that for the benefit of the wrestlers because, uh We've got a licensing arrangement and uh, without the exclusivity it wouldn't give us the right to go out and do, uh, you know, other deals other than action figures. It had nothing to do, you know, and and Matt and Brian and Mark, you know, you know, they they respect that, you know, what we did. And, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm really happy I was able to, you know, satisfy that. Because I do understand some people thinking that, you know, exclusivity means you guys can't do anything, you know, So that wasn't the purpose. The purpose is, is that you know a lot of these guys do need help. Uh, a lot of these guys after wrestling um, wasn't a lot for them to do. Um, there wasn't a lot of ways to make different income. They also, they didn't have you know 401ks. They didn't have pension plans. Uh, they didn't have health insurance and stuff like that. And we're really really trying, you know, to give back to a lot of these guys. And uh, now that Series One is coming to fruition. Uh, over the next uh, six to seven months, you know, and, and the other question they asked is, that, you know, how are you guys going to possibly do, you know, 200 figures? It'll take you 10 years. Well, you know, we've got them. We've got a model. We have uh, some incredible, incredible product lines that we're going to be introducing that is going to encompass basically everybody. So everybody's going to benefit from everything that uh, PowerTown is doing. So, awesome. I, you know, that was a long answer to your question, but keep going. <laughs> no, That's awesome,
1: though. It's awesome. Yeah, this is Jared here, Steve. I've got a question for you. I'm just going to um I'm just going to rattle off some of the products you all had for the Rimco line back in the day. You mm-hmm. had you had of course the, the main figures and then you had Thumbsters. Um, thumbsters, had right? That was like a, Yeah, you had the championship belt that was like a holder. You could put the figures yep, that on the was side my,
0: and That was that's my son on actually Scott. That's that's exactly awesome. the guy who got me involved oh, with awesome. the AWA record. Yeah, so he's he's a celebrity unto his own
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You had the mini mashers which were the uh the little guys, right? um uh-huh. guys, and you had the you had the two pack figures with the VHS, and Correct. you had a uh, was it called Power Slam Wrestling VCR game? Yeah, Power Slam uh, mm-hmm. Wrestling VCR game. Yep, yep, yes. yep, yes. Yeah, so you hit it. I, I, I was just looking at that and thinking of of the possibilities you can do with this Power Town brand. I mean, it did not have to be the same things, but you know, there's a lot of options, and I know you talked to the major wrestling figure podcast about some of this about how what the what the opportunities are to do many things with this line. I was just wondering, is there a possibility that Powertown could do somewhere in there like a retro style with the Rimco type bodies on some of these wrestlers, or is that is that, is that a possibility, or you know, like oh no, that's stupid, we don't want to go back in time, but
0: um, uh, all I'll say is you think uh, I'll plead I'll plead the fifth. <laughs>
1: okay. okay i'll take that i'll take that i love it, I love it. I, I'm a, okay i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of remco and you were talking about nord the barbarian earlier i, I right. fl- i'm watching i'm following a ebay purchase right now that um i'm not purchasing it myself but i'm following a listing that's a graded 25 mint on call 2500 right it's like well i think this one is posted for eight thousand. i don't know if anybody's oh, made an offer on it yet, yeah, but is that, <laughs> in,
0: is, oh is that the one in a plastic case? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's amazing, right? 8,000. And you know, the one thing I should have said at the beginning um, you know, back in the 80s, uh, and this goes for all my, I didn't save any of these wrestlers, yeah. I didn't say none, I didn't keep, <laughs> yeah, I kept the belt because the belt was my son. Uh, I did have. Two, I I had uh, the Road Warriors. I had Animal and Hawk autographed. I gave them away to some somebody. I don't know who I gave it to. I still. Well, the only thing I have left is a Rick Martel autographed figure. That's all I have. Rick's I mean, you know, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and Greg will Greg will tell you. He'll tell you the same thing. He 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 saved nothing either. It's just we didn't think of it at the time. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. It's So uh, shame on me. Do you? Um, I know.
1: I know I'd heard in an interview that, um, was it Greg found like a molding of, a Vern
0: that you all had done that, that yeah. didn't get produced mass production. Yeah. What there. happened was what, ha- what happened was, um, you know, Greg, you know, like me, you know, you know uh, you know, we kept saying, where could we have possibly get figures in the attic and this and that anyway, his sister was having a garage sale, maybe his daughter, and uh so they went in the attic and they found a bag not a lot maybe 10 or 12 uh figures uh you know a lot of the you know the existing guys from baron all the way down and he sends me a picture and the one guy in the bottom um you know the body and the head were different colors and i'm looking at but the guy was the guy was bald that had the hair i said greg do you have any idea who, who that is? <laughs> and his 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 nose was his nose was broken because it was made of resin. It was handmade. It wasn't made in three D. It was made up because we didn't have three D printing there. It was a rubber mold. Right. And right. uh I said, I said, That's your dad. And I said <laughs> oh, that wow. uh I had done and I really did it I didn't do it uh to put it into the line. I did it as a way of thanking Vern and I put it on a little pedestal and you know uh, with a little note in the back thanking him you know our friendship and everything else and it, this that was the figure it's the only one in existence um it's definitely Vern it ha- it has this with the with the cracked nose it almost looks like phantom of the opera but <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it it does exist I was I was amazed to see it and uh you know Greg's got it of course you know very very special to him uh, oh, yeah. I and mean, he guys I, I told T.K., T.K. Kelly, I mean, you know, we're already getting bids on it. People oh, want sure. to buy it. I'm oh, sure yeah. probably is leading the pack. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, there, will be, there will be a picture of that coming out in a in a post shortly, but it it, it really is amazing. And it's definitely him. I mean, yeah, absolutely yeah, no awesome. doubt in my mind that it, that it was him. And yes. uh, so, you know, that's yeah. another one. It's a holy grail.
2: Oh, sure. Now, you know, what's funny is I don't think until the Jack specific classic superstars line, I, I'll be honest, I know you you kind of knocked it earlier, but the face sculpts on the Remco action figures were the best. Possibly up until the time of the classic Superstars by Jack Specific, because not to knock LJN, I love those figures as much as I loved Remco. We played with them, you know. In fact, the figures, the Road Warrior two pack we got, we actually got an LJN ring, so it wasn't really in scale, but that was just what our aunt bought <laughs> us. So you know, it's kind of funny. It was always kind of reminiscent of of that that larger. Right. But then then our cousin had the AWA ring. So we played with that and it was much better. But long story short, the face sculpts were those just the the factories and and someone initially made those or or tell us a little bit about those face.
1: We
0: did. We did those sculpts. uh, We did the sculpts in the U S and I can't remember the guy's name. It was a famous, a famous toy sculptor at the time. Um, And you know, I had to approve all the sculpts. So when I approved the sculpts, um, when they eventually came back, uh, from Hong Kong, from China, <laughs> I said, this is not what I approved, but <laughs> we were so far, we were so far behind Not, we weren't far behind the eight ball. I had just, you know, really put out the edict that we have got to be the first guys in the marketplace. So, uh, you know, I approved what we got. We put them out. I wasn't a hundred percent happy with them. In fact, a couple of them, I changed and a couple of variations of Greg, uh, you know, that are out there. but. I think that um you know we did them here and remember they were all made it was all done with clay you right. know the ones we're doing now everything is you know it, it you know it's digital so you know we can have it you know in an hour versus a week or two weeks and um but I I think my reference earlier is when I look at uh and a perfect example is the close up of Bruce and Brody and, right. you know you right. look at you look at that head you yeah. look at those eyes right. you know um yeah. um whether or not we had the ability, we probably really, I don't think a, a hand, a hand sculpture would ever be able to capture that like, like that. Maybe they could, but, uh, you know, that's right now, you know, I'm comparing myself to what I did back in the eighties and, you know, <laughs> and look, the eighties, you know, the eighties were the eighties. I mean, uh, sure. you know, even, you know, when I did, uh, when I did karate kid, uh, you know, I look at that figure now and I mean, I remember when I actually had a knee. Nobody in my company wanted to do Karate Kid. Nobody. Yeah, Nobody love, believed in yeah. the movie. Uh, and finally, I said, I'll tell you what, guys. If you don't want to do it, okay, um, then I will put up the advance money as long as I can share the profits with you. Thank and he you. said, well, you, you, you really believe in it that much? So I, what I did is I was friendly with this guy, Les Borden, uh, who was, uh, he was senior vice president of Columbia Pictures. And so I called Les up. I told him what I wanted to do. And he set up a meeting for me with a gentleman by the name of Jerry Weintraub. And Jerry was, uh, uh, well, Jerry Jerry produced the diner and he produced uh, all the Ocean Eleven pictures. But he was he was the godfather of the Karate Kid. So I flew out to California and met with Jerry, told Jerry what I wanted to do. And he said, well, I'm not going to have any problem, you know, with Marty Cove, who was the bad sensei or or you know Miyagi, which was Pat Marita and so on. But right. I may have a problem with uh, with Ralph Macchio. So I said, "Well, is there any mm. chance you know I could discuss this with Ralph?" So he said, "Look, you're in town. he's filming a movie called Crossroads, which was kind of similar to Karate Kid, only it's about him being a guitar player." Right. I went, right. Over to, yeah. I went Right. I went over to the Columbia Pictures lot. I met with great I met with uh, Ralph in his trailer, and uh, he said, "Well, his concern was." Um, that he, you know, it's like, it's like he, uh, was reading a crystal ball. He didn't want to be typecast <laughs> as the karate kid. Yeah. So my answer to him was, uh, is that, well, let me give you this analogy. Uh, it certainly didn't hurt Harrison Ford to become Han Solo. And right. he said, uh, you know something you're right. And of course he, you know, he let, he gave me the rights to his, uh, to his, it was, uh, you know, name and image and everything else. And the Karate Kid was uh, was fantastic. And you know, I, I have intentions uh, along with uh, what you guys asked me earlier. Um, you know, and I told you I fled the fifth. I, I have intentions of uh, doing something with the Karate Kid because it's been done a million wa- it's been done a million ways since Sunday lately. You know, sure. Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. et cetera. But there's right. a couple of things yeah. that haven't been done. And you know, being the quote the father of the Karate Kid, for lack of a better terminology. I think there's still uh, something that hasn't been done that should be done. So, uh, you yeah. know, that's just another story. And I, I, I got tons of stories, but uh, we take, uh, you know, we'll do that over a beer. So where are you guys located?
2: We're in, we're in Virginia, North Carolina area. So, <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, it Hits well, I, the I, Appalachian I, 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 accent. <laughs> the Appalachian. Okay, got it,
2: got it. <laughs> so you know, I was going to just kind of hand it over to Jared. He's been following the Power Town as as closely as possible. So Jared, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I love that um, the roster you all have put together that I, that I've kind of seen, and I guess I guess it's as up to date as it can be without you know you all formally announcing everybody. But you can ask if we have somebody, and I'll.
0: I'll tell you if we have
1: Okay. That's what you're, you know. Okay. I, so I saw. uh you have like Cowboy Bobby Duncombe and his sons, mm-hmm. right? And you had, did I see Bobby the Brain Heenan listed? Possibly.
0: Yep. That's yep. amazing. Diamond Dallas Page. Did I see him listed? Yep. Uh, now the, now the thing with the thing with the thing with Page is I think similar to DiBiase, we're not sure what's going on there with with the uh, you know with the uh, the legacy, the whole legacy thing with the WWE. Right. But Dallas that's is a real friend and uh you know i'm sure somewhere down the line I mean, we will do the figures but you know he is quote on our roster
1: great great yeah uh he I, i'm a huge fan of Dom dallas page he was uh, he's in a great the, guy in the 90s he was my favorite he was my favorite wrestler by far i saw you had the rue family got the whole family everybody oh yeah
2: that's amazing that's amazing.
1: tony atlas yep did i see him as a, yeah Yep. um uh, Gorgeous George, I know you. I've heard you talk
0: about uh, him, uh-huh. um, and that was—you uh, yeah. have no idea what we went through to get that. I mean, you know, you talk, when you got to go to uh, when you got to go through when you got to go through lineage, right. and, You know who, yeah. who's around and who's not around, and we are really excited about the. Uh, we're really excited about Gorgeous George, and I can tell you that he will be in the next series. Uh, did I see amazing. Harley
1: race? Did I see Harley? Yep, we got Harley. That's awesome.
0: And the Poffo family,
1: of course, which includes yep. Randy and. Uh, um, randy randy
0: uh last, yeah we got all the call-offs we got all the Sean. that's awesome
1: oh man yeah that's awesome that's amazing this yeah this just bubbles up uh nostalgia inside of me and i know that there's a lot of people um that are i'm 40 and i know there's a lot of people in my age range that's the collector market right now is people oh, my yeah. age that want to see mm-hmm. from their childhood and and we'll i'm see still, so excited i can't wait to i can't wait to Invest in the Kickstarter when you get that when you get that going. So, well, we'll I'm, have I'm some very we'll
0: have some the, we'll have some announcements about that very next week. You'll probably be hearing something about that. That's awesome. We got a very exciting awesome. announcement coming out about that. I totally understand where you're coming from. Like with, you know, certain wrestlers.
1: I mean, like like a Hulk Hogan or Andre the John or, you know, whoever. There there's a million of them. I mean, and and these a lot of this roster are people who should have had. Multiple figures by now, but maybe have one or none, and right. it's just awesome that these people are, are getting represented, and that their families, if they're if they're passed on, that their families can, uh, you know, kind of get some uh, recognition for them and some financial support.
0: Exactly. Know, for their legacy. It, I, yeah. I mean, you know, one hundred percent. That was our. I mean, it's it, you know, like I said, you know, it didn't didn't start out that way uh, when Greg and I started talking, and yeah. you know. And by the way we're not stopping uh Brad, we have Brad. a uh, we we're very very cl- we're very close to signing another really 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 major name who well, i'm shocked nobody has done uh but you know until since time that i actually haven't i don't want to announce it but um oh yeah you know it's it's uh you know people you know the, the key is is that every one of these wrestlers will have a figure okay we have multiple we, you know, we're well-funded. We're self-funded right now. The Kickstarter the Kickstarter only because, you know, that's what this thing started as. We got too far into it. Um, I mean, having my druthers, I would have done it a different way, but, you know, that's uh, neither here nor there. But um, we do have, you know, we have multiple product approaches to, uh, to make sure everybody participates and everybody has revenue coming in. Not to mention, we also have uh, five or six other, product categories that are going to evolve around the wrestling figures that are not figures that uh, have never been done, uh, that we have, uh, we have patents on and they're extremely collectible. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, we did, uh, we actually, you know, the funny thing is we, I was thinking about getting the collector market, but it, initially I was going to do it, in, you know, other, other sports venues. Okay. Right. We had, uh, yeah, we had entree to like, we were gonna do some Yankee on icons and stuff like that. And it just, now everything we're doing now or we're gonna do then, you know, has, you know, moved right over to the wrestling community. And uh, you know, what I'm also amazed at is how many great wrestlers there really are. Yeah. You know, I never, oh, yeah. uh, and the fact that a guy like, that's why if you have a guy like Greg on, not to mention T. A. is terrific too, because he knows everybody, but the history that Greg knows, uh, you know, all the way back to, uh, hard Haggerty, who I, I never heard of, you know, I thought that was an A company. I don't know. Hard know <laughs> was. You know, and these, these names that you know, John Leo, uh, or John, what is it? John Leo, uh, Jonathan. Don Leo, yeah. Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just learning, I'm learning a lot about these guys. And, uh, you know, you ask Greg, you know, when you have Greg on and I'll make sure that that happens, you've okay, got to great. ask him to tell, you've got to ask him to tell you the story about the time that uh greg and about five or six other guys were flying back i think it was from fargo to minneapolis okay right. after you know after an event and they had a mad dog on a plane and they, they the story i every time i'm with him i ask him to tell a story he does an imitation of mad dog, who correctly sounded like popeye that's the way he sounded uh-huh. like <laughs> the story when they were in the plane and the things that happen and it, he, he's a great storyteller, so well, thank awesome. you so much, Steve. You know,
2: Jared, do you have any other questions for Mr. Rosenthal? Steve.
1: I, I think, Steve, I, I, think I think I'm good, Steve. And, and I just want to say we really appreciate your time on here and um, you know, it's awesome to talk to you about Rimco and Powertown because you know, we are we are true wrestling fans and wrestling figure fans. So um I, I appreciate your you taking the time and and being willing to do this for us.
0: That's no problem. If you have any questions, you know, after the fact off the air, whatever that uh, I can answer, uh, just feel free to give me a shout. No problem. Uh, Anytime you got my uh, number.
2: Absolutely, Steve. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's, give me back my pro wrestling podcast action figure segment with Steve Rosenthal from powertown wrestling. Now, with that being said, this is a special bonus episode of the action figure segment. Can't thank Steve enough. We went to one of the godfathers of the business. So once again, make sure that you get in touch with Steve on all of the social media levels for Powertown Wrestling. Make sure you follow them. Steve, can you share those with us real quick?
0: Yeah, it's uh, we're, it's hashtag Powertown Wrestling. That's, uh, that's Instagram, Facebook page. Is simply Powertown Wrestling, and if they want to uh, subscribe to our emails, which we hope they do, or just set, get us their email address, it's they have to go. They go to relativity. Okay. World relativityworldwide. and we're going to be sharing a lot of uh, uh, really, really exciting information over the next week or so.
2: That sounds amazing.
0: I, Again, I'm on that hey, list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I apologize to you for not, you know, you know, I get all over the guys that uh, we should have been sending emails out uh, earlier. But uh, okay. we got some exciting things that are going to be happening, like I said, in the next next week or so. So we'll be sharing that with you guys before we share it with anybody else
2: sounds great well thank you all for listening so much to this interview with steve rosenthal once again we greatly appreciate him and can't wait to see the products that come up and happen as they are all right once again for steve rosenthal the plastic chic and the professor thanks for listening to give me back my pro wrestling with a tear in my eye this is
1: the greatest moment in my life
2: This has been a James Rock Street production.